Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hello everyone, and welcome to the next exciting episode of TenchiCast, presented by TenchiForum.com. A year and a half ago, TenchiCast sat down with news of new novels in the form of Paradise War, and the aim of letting fans of Tenchi in onto the inner workings of new projects. In that time, a lot has changed, so in our now annual No Need for the Future episode in the series of TenchiCast, we are going to assess once-given predictions and look at even more wild news and speculation. With me today I have Chuck. Sup dogs. Crazed. What's going on, everybody? Pie. Long live the new flesh. Nil. I'd like two eggs over hard. Don't tell me. I know. It's hard on the arteries, but old habits die hard. Just about as hard as I want those eggs. And who? Who cares about I, Tenchi Muyo? You know he does. So one of the big bombs dropped in the last two months was thanks to director Hiroshi Nagishi via Twitter. That not only was Tenchi Muyo in Love 3 going to be a thing, but that a big chunk of the framework he had would end up becoming I Tenchi Muyo. What are your thoughts on the idea of an in Love 3? What would you have liked to see it do? And what are your thoughts on how some of those ideas were used in I Tenchi Muyo? Well, it was very interesting to uh, see Nagishi open up so much to fans towards the end and at the very end of I Tenchi's run. Uh, you know, he'd been talking a little bit previously about how there were some things he wanted to mention while the show was airing but couldn't for whatever reason or just simply didn't want to wanted everybody to just enjoy the show enjoy the ride while it was going on uh at the very end he did mention that uh there was an in love three at some point that was being looked into uh back in 2009 and uh, it just never got to happen, you know, never got off the ground for whatever reason. He didn't specify it was if it was money or because they just, you know, they didn't think there was going to be enough interest or whatever. But it didn't happen. Sat on the back burner for a while until the idea of another Tenchi idea came around. You know, what should we do? 20th anniversary is here or is coming up. We should do something. You know, this, this was a huge thing for us. This is a huge deal for everybody. You know they're call, they're pulling all the stops. They're pulling Nagishi back into direction. They're calling all. They, they got a new guy in. So okay, look, we need you to do the artwork. You did Dorara Ron Gundam build fighters, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're you good enough. The people like your art style. You do the you do the thing. Make the make the squiggles, and we'll we'll follow you from there. They 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 wanted to get new Tenshi, fresh face, but still make it familiar to everybody who loved it in the first place. What they had sitting on hand was what they had written up for Tenchi Muyo and Love 3, which was originally going to be, yes, another movie, the fourth one. And as he revealed, the basic idea of In Love 3 was going to be that Washu was going to perform an experiment, which was going to make the Galaxy Police suddenly go, whoa, okay, we need to do something about this. They were going to come to Earth. There's going to be a fight between the Masaki household and the Galaxy Police, which is going to be interesting because you've got, you know, Mahoshi and Kione in the, the Masaki household, so they'd have to deal with the politics of, okay, we're fighting against the Galaxy Police again. 
But that that didn't really go anywhere. Now, what we did learn from Nagishi was that back when that movie was uh, in production, uh, not only was Keone Makibi going to be a major role in it because she's a Galaxy police officer and she did not show up in Eye for whatever reason, but also that Nobuyuki and Katsuhito were going to have major roles in the film as well. And they similarly were cut out of Eye for reasons that he has, uh, as far as I've seen, has not gone into detail about. But that was it. The basic framework was Washu is going to cause some problems on Earth with some experiment. The Galaxy Police are going to say no to that, move in, and there was going to be a fight between them. The final two weeks of I was basically what the movie what, it was a very condensed version of what the movie was supposed to be. Like they removed a lot of detail and crammed it in at the very last minute. But that's what it was. Now that we know that. We look, we look back on it and think, wow, you know, this could have been a full-length regular movie until, you know, whatever AIC's funding not being what it, it is, uh, they needed some help. And Takahashi City stepped in and said, well, look, we could, you know, maybe we could use one of those, uh, those advertising animes, get some of those characters that, you know, we can use for, uh, for, for posters and online and stuff to say, hey, yeah, I know that, that Momo girl, she's uh, from uh, the, the Takahashi City advertising anime, right? Yeah, the Aitenshi Muyo. Some sacrifices had to be made. So as fans, we have to sit and think and wonder, you know, maybe what could have been. Uh, if Takashi City wasn't necessarily needed, if In Love 3 had actually gone through. I would have loved to see it. I would have loved to have seen, you know, strictly focusing on the the combat between the Masaki household and the Galaxy Police. It's not something that they haven't already done before, but more of that is perfectly welcome. I mean, I would have been interested to see what the initial idea for Washu's experiment would have been that would have caused them to go here in the first place, because from the way that it sounded... You know, it wasn't going to be what I turned out, uh, where they were calling in some Jiraiyan royalty or some some form of nobility of Jiraiyas from another dimension and crossing the streams and causing all sorts of problems. It was it was something else, but we don't know what. This would be fun to speculate. Like, you know, what what kind of madness would Nagishi and company have had written up for that that movie? I thought it was great. Like, I think. Even for the people who weren't big fans of the show, they agree that the last two to three weeks of I Tenchi was exactly what they were hoping for. And I think that goes to show the strengths. That's what they'd been thinking about from the get-go. And that's what people like the most, because that's classic Tenchi. Nagishi knew it. Everybody involved in the project knew it. It's what they've been building towards. It's what Nagishi had been teasing since the show started, saying, look, just don't worry about it. Wait till the end. You're going to be happy. And everybody was happy because it was the exact classic tension that they were hoping for. Nobody had changed a bit. So I'm pretty happy with how they used the ideas from, you know, In Love 3 and I Tenchi. I wish they were able to explore it a little bit more for whatever reasons they didn't or weren't able to. Now, of course, there's the question of could they could they still do an In Love 3? Sure. It'd probably have to be very different. You, know, you can't reuse the same script twice. That'd just be madness. But, you know, I uh, I really don't know where they would go. Uh, I'm kind of happy not knowing where it would go. I'd rather just be surprised. Drop it on me, man. It's, uh, if, if, if an In Love 3 happens, it could be whatever, man. I, I got faith in the Gishi and company to, to give it to me again. It is amazing what uh, Neil said that 
In Love 3 was supposed to be a thing, and then it ended up becoming Ayatenshi in large parts. It's just It still amazes me that Nagishi was looking to do In Love 3 back in 2009, which is the same year in Japan that War on Geminar came out. And both uh, Inoue and Miura, the head honchos of AIC, weren't confident that Tenchi would sell in 2009. As War on Geminar was being made, they didn't think they could make money off of it. And, uh, you know, later on down the road, they told Nagishi, well, hey, let's do a, uh, a mini series that's like... I forget the exact numbers, like a hundred something episodes at like 90 seconds a piece. And then Takahashi showed up and said, we'd like an advertisement series. And then it got changed again. And that's where I came from. But, uh, you know, as far as my thoughts of an in love three and what I'd like to see in it, I agree with Neil. I think they could do an in love three. The script, like you said, would have to be altered because you can't reuse you know, even though that was the original idea for In Love 3, it was already used in I. You really can't tread the same territory twice. And as much as Nagishi had talked about how In Love 3 was almost a thing on Twitter, I I think he'd, he'd be willing to go back and make it In Love 3 and write a new script for it, which I hope he does. And uh, as far as what I'd love to see in it, I'm not really sure. You know, with... The way In Love 2 ended off, you could say that that was somewhat of the definitive ending of that universe right there with the way In Love 2 ended. I wish In Love 3 would expound a little bit more upon the whole which girl he gets with. It's implied in In Love 2 that it's Ryoko and that would be the end of it. But, you know, I provided Tenshi a rebirth, so to speak. You know, a revival of the franchise, which is what Nagishi said I was, because Nagishi had considered the franchise dead for so long, and he came along and revived it with I. And I did that. It provided it with a second life. But everything before I, any of those continuities, OVA, Universe, Tokyo, whatever, none of them have really had a definitive ending. They've always left off on a, well, there could be more later on type note. And I would just like to see a definitive ending to one of those continuities before anything new happens. I mean, will I get that and will that be the case? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, I would just like to see a definitive end somewhere so that this rebirth process can really start off strong. And that's what I would hope to see in an In Love 3. Well, uh, being as this is a No Need for the Future podcast, I'm going to try and keep my uh, comments toward uh, the future, as it were. Uh, Nil and Crazed did an excellent job translating Nagishi's tweets on Twitter, uh, and that's where we're getting all of this fantastic information from. And they really did an excellent job laying out the uh, path that we got to to get to I. Um, going forward, I think In Love 3 is definitely a possibility, if not a strong possibility. Um, I think, yeah, they would have to tr maybe tweak the existing script a little bit, just to, because uh, it was, parts of it were used in I, so they are going to have to change a little bit, but not too much, I think. 
the first two Tenshi Muyo and Love movies uh, followed very similar themes and feels. There was a very distinct sense of uh, going to a different time and place. And coming from the universe continuity, it's made all the more relevant by the time and space adventures. And so we continuously see uh, either different dimensions or time travel involved in the In Love movies. And we did sort of see that in I as well. And so I think if there is going to be an In Love 3, which again, I repeat, is not not an improbable thing at this point, I'm kind of hoping we see something like that as well. We sort of got a hint from I that In Love 3 would have involved going back even farther in time to like the very beginnings of the dry influence in Japan and on Earth, uh, like the very beginnings of the Misaki clan at the at the at what would be the shrine, and so that's something that would be really interesting to see. For me, though, the most important part to come out of these tweets with Nagishi is the fact that he's back in a big way, and not only is he back, he never left, and we never knew that until I. We always just assumed that once uh, once 1999 happened and Tenshi Muyo Love 2 came out in theaters. That was the end of Nagishi, that he, that he left, that he retired, at least from Tenshi. But these tweets have shown that that is not the case at all. He was heavily involved with AIC um, up in, all the way through that time period, up until 2009, like, like Craze said. So he's got the fire back in, uh, in his willingness to, to work on this franchise again. And so for me, keeping my eyes toward the future, Nagishi's the one to watch. He is the one that is going to... Uh, be the main mover and shaker in the franchise, and that's my bet for the future. Well, um, just just restating the question, what were my thoughts uh, on the idea of In Love? Uh, when first heard of that breaking uh, straight from Nagishi himself, uh, I, I, you know, all these good feels come flooding back, like like no way, and thinking, you know, man, what could have been? And and uh, uh, I think we'll. I'll probably get into it later, you know, what still could be. But I think the most profound thing for me was um, what was touched upon before um, by Chuck is that Nagishi and the producers like Inoue all throughout what uh, many of us have considered kind of a low period for Tenchi as a franchise and the fandom, um, as much as we were being quote unquote faithful and, uh, you know, keeping the memory of our favorite series alive and a lot of us thinking that was all it would be is just keep the memory alive all the while they were still thinking about Tenchi 2 they were remembering the good old times and they were looking towards the future all that time so when I heard about that uh, I, I felt as a fan a camaraderie with one of uh, the you know creative forces behind Tenchi like I never had before to say that I'm a big fan of Nagishi's work would be a bit of an understatement. I won't go too deep into that, but needless to say, Tenshi Muyo Love was probably one of my favorite anime films of all time. And Tenshi Muyo Love 2 is not that far behind it. I've studied those two films in depth, and as Chuck mentioned a moment ago, they have a lot of themes in common, they have a lot of plot elements in common. Both of them have Washu tweaking around with some technology with dry and tree magic, to do wacky space-time things, whether it's traveling back in time, locking Kane in subspace, or breaking into, into Harness little pocket universe. Um, they also have uh, the ga galaxy police tech being used at different points. The dimensional cannon in the first film, the dimension locking equipment in the second film. 
And then you look at the third season or the very the last week, two weeks of I, where you have Washu using Toshka's different uh, dry and tree magic along with the dimension oscillating bullet, which is a reference back to Tension Universe episode eight, mind you, um, all in tandem to essentially try and set right what once went wrong, and. I start and think, what could possibly be happening in, in in Love 3? If this was originally the script for In Love 3, what? how much of this could have been used there? I think a lot of it could. Uh, again, all of it seems to fit with the same kind of themes and, and tropes that they've been used in the t previous two In Love films. Um, as far as what would I have liked to see, like see it do, or what I, some of the thoughts I could have used, that it would have been used in I Ten or in I Tenchi or Tenchi in Love 3. It, one thing I always... That I always tickled my imagination about the In Love movies, it's particularly the first one, was that at the end, Achika gives the Tenshikin back to Ayaka and says, give this back to Tenshi, I think he's going to need it again someday. Um, I mean, he's already, he's already used the sword to take down Kagato at the end of Universe. And of course, she used it, Achika used it to fight Kane in Tenshi Mui In Love. Yosho used it to cut down the uh, Harness Tree in In Love 2. One wonders that if the Tenshikin might have been another big element in, in Love 3. More, imp more importantly, in, in the last couple episodes of I, you have not only Tenshikin being used, but uh, whatever sword, Mo whatever name Momo's sword was, because it was a big talisman, a big plot point the entire way through. Might, that, might, might we have actually seen Achika's, essentially Achika's, what I like to think of as Achika's prophecy, that Tenshi will need this again someday, come to fruition finally in Tenshi Mui in Love 3. That would have been, how he would have used it, what he would have used it for, what would he have been doing, would have been a great thing to see, I think. I think that could still be, still be extrapolated. Uh, similarly, you have Kane. Kane is one of my, one of my favorite, one of my, uh, it's got a special place in my heart. Uh, we never really know much about him, except he came from, he's the anti-Jirai, the opposite of Jirai. Uh, however, at the end of the universe, you also have mentioned that there's this darkness of the universe where Kagato refined and strengthened his Jirai power. Might those two threads might have come to fruition in, in Love 3? Notice in Love 2 never really brings up those points again. He never mentioned, never references the battle with Kane in the, in the film before it, except to reference that Achika and Nobuyuki had a kid. Um, the fight with Kagato is not really mentioned at all, even though they introduce more, more drama with what Yosho did in the past. Might some of those threads have actually come to fruition and made a nice trilogy of films with Tenshimu in Love 1, 2, and 3, tying all of it together into a nice bow at the very end of the series. Um, moreover, could we have seen essentially the, the end, as Craze and some of the others have mentioned a moment, moment ago, uh, might, it, might it, we have actually seen the wedding, the, 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 the final uh, nail in the coffin as far as Tenshi's relationship with the girls. Might he have actually made his choice and followed through with it, given us a, a definitive end? And of course, knowing Washu with her wibbly wobbly timey wimey nonsense, that might not have been the end. It's possible that because of reasons, because of plot, because of the Galaxy Police's interference, the big reset button got pushed, and we get a new con and we get a new continuity out of it. Especially now that uh, we've got eye tension now, it's possible that the alternate the alternate universe where Momo and Benny were, so you can actually t somehow tie that together at In Love Three possibly creates this universe, or the, vice versa, the way I Tenshi ended, that it creates 
the universe that I that in Love Three is going to come that come into play. I don't know. There's so much that that could be played off of. So many things, so many themes that have already been established that could be followed up on. It would be great to have a nice capstone for the in love movies to give give them a definitive end and say we done and this is a full complete story. I can uh, <laughs> I can tell you that. Immediately, and you know, Nil and Craze were in here when they dropped this news on me. I, I was kind of in semi shock when uh, Nagishi dropped that nugget on Twitter because beforehand we would have never known. Uh, you know, in, in fact, we didn't find out until five years later after this proposed uh, project had uh, been been uh, you know was possibly a thing at AIC, and we wouldn't have found out if Nagishi hadn't have told us straight up. And, uh, you know, Nagishi has uh, been a real eye-opener as far as some of the inner workings at AIC have gone, but even more so with the ending of I the last two weeks, like Nil mentioned, were essentially an integral part of how the original part of In Love 3 was supposed to be. Uh, I think the fact that, uh, you know, just the fact that we're going through with it, uh, or that we're going through this and talking about it, I think it sucks that it didn't happen. I mean, In Love 3, especially at around the time that, you know, just how Tenchi was as a franchise in general, I think it would have been nice to see it, but I think for it to come out when it did, I think the timing kind of would have been wrong as well because, uh, you know, Nigishi has said much of himself as much as he has talked with and what Inoue has said on you know their how much how much they were following Tenchi as a franchise, I mean it, it, Nagisha referred to it as a dead franchise after War on Geminar, and you know that sentiment and with the way that they weren't pushing Geminar, I think having In Love Three come out after that, like right after that, I don't I don't think that would have been the best time to do it, but now you know it's kind of kind of like the 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 martyr so to speak like i'm glad that in love 3 was repurposed in some ways into i because not not only did it make i a better series for it now not only seeing i but what what we were told was in in love uh but also what it became because now we have nagishi coming back fires lit back under his butt uh, 20th anniversary celebration. AIC is now owned by themselves. That's something that we didn't cover in the, you know, it was in the last future cast was the fact that AIC bought themselves back for, you know, $77. They can now push whatever they want to, and they're pushing I to the moon. I has a ton of merchandise. Now is the right time to cap. Now is the right time to go into and start and in love three because now they can get 100% behind it. Everybody at AIC can, uh, you know, Put put pen to paper and go for it. Now is the time to grasp the future. You know, the content of what In Love Three would have been. Uh, you know, there's not a 100% conclusiveness to it because obviously the you know Nagishi didn't just say and here's my original draft. Uh, but you kind of have to ask yourself, much like Pi did, like where 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 would a third movie go if we're following? In you know chronologically after in love too, and from the way that Nagishi had talked about the original, he had said that Dewashu had done something, and then there would have been a fight between the family and uh, the Galaxy Police. But there's always a, a part of us that we look at how the OVA did things in Tokyo and everything. Universe was always really good about leaving just a little bit open 
but tying everything up with a nice bow, whether that be the series or both movies. And I'd like to think that the as much as we would have seen, I'd like to think that in an In Love three, they would kind of just you know make it make it an adventure of some type, make it action. Maybe not spend as much time as they did on stuff in In Love 2. And I'm not even about to say I don't love In Love 2, because In Love 2 was my favorite of the three Tenchi movies made, and hopefully a fourth. Uh, but I just think that the proposed point in 2009 and 2011, I, I don't think... I'm glad that I did what it did, and I think uh, you know now would be... Now is the time to grasp the future, and now would be the time to have In Love 3 come out. Another one of the big news bulletins that had come out over the last year and a half since the last cast was Paradise War ending and the release of the If Dojins. And Kajishima's afterward in the latest set of Dojins saying that the anime projects were not moving forward. At this juncture in time, do you think OVA 4 or any of the OVA related timelines still have a possibility of being made into anime? Do you think that Kajishima has finally hit the end. This question makes me chuckle a bit because I'm thinking back to the last time we did one of these No Need for the Future casts and we had just gotten word of Paradise War, this upcoming novel series that may or may not have been somehow related with the main plot of Tenshi Muyo. And here we are a year and a half later. It came and went with a whisper. There was no fanfare, no anything, and these things just sort of slid out the back door and were generally worthless. Um, no one really cared what was in them because there really wasn't anything in them. And so that, that was a bit of a surprise, uh, looking back, uh, how, how much we were, we were hyping these things up. Um, as, for, as for the OVA at this point, I really don't see a way forward, at, at least with Kajashima at the helm, because as he, as he himself said, like he's, he's had a run of bad luck. The AIC has not gone with his stuff, and I'm not going to comment on what those possible reasons will be, because I'm sure that's a discussion for another time, but um, he's pretty much out in the cold. They've they've decided not to go with him, and they've hitched their wagons with Nagishi, and I think that's that's great. That's what this franchise needs, but at the same time, it is a shame, because it means we probably aren't going to get a conclusion to the OVA line. Um, but at this point, it might be better to just let it die. Um, I don't know if he's reached the end. He's still going to be coming to Comic Head every year, obviously. He's still going to be putting out Dojins. Um, so th there's always going to be that. But as far as him getting anything Tenshi Muyo related animated again with him at the helm, I think it's done. We, we've, we've seen the last uh, Kajishima Tenshi Muyo anime. Mm, you know. As far as what Kajishima may or may not do, I'm not going to say OVA 4 will never happen because karma's a bitch. And I'm sure the moment that I announce to the world that it'll never happen, next day it would. Because, yeah, karma. But in his latest dojin, he said that next year, well, not next year, uh, over this summer, the summer of 2015, that... He didn't have any idea for any future publications as far as, I guess, his doujins were concerned. He said he was going to take a bunch of his old doujins, make some edits, put them all together in one doujin, and resell them. And that was what Kamaket was going to be, you know. I think he's nearing the end, or his, 
I think his idea well is starting to dry up, and maybe he's starting to realize that somewhat. You know, like Chuck said, you know, AIC owns themselves now. They can do whatever they want, and I don't think they're going to go with Kajishima anymore. Again, I don't know for certain that they won't, but I don't think that they will because it sounds like the first if dojin where we saw Ryoko and Aika's daughters, that was his, this is what I want OVA4 to be, and I'm going to go pitch it to AIC and see if they'll give it to me. Seems like that's what he did, and AIC turned him down. The exact reason as to why, who knows? Maybe it was based off of the content. Maybe it was because he more than likely wanted an OVA budget, and they just don't have the money to give him that. And as far as Paradise War is concerned, yeah, like Chuck said, Whisper came and went, and it is done. There were three novels made. Doesn't look like anything else is going to happen to it. I th you know, I think a part of that is because Kajishima really didn't have anything to do with Paradise War in general. He created it. You know, it, it's his original idea. He gave the character some form of, you know, oh, they're 4,000 something in the line for the Throne of Jirai. So he, you know, there it is. There's the tie-in to Tenshi like always. But he didn't write the novels and he didn't draw anything for the novels. Someone else did that. And I think that that's a big part of reason, big part of the reason why that Paradise War just didn't go anywhere because he wasn't involved with it. So I don't, I don't really know what he's going to keep doing. He'll probably try and keep making dojins, but uh, it looks like he's extended the GXP novels too. And I think the if dojins are going to be a big thing. He's going to try and continue because now that, uh, you know, the, this year we got if 3A. So there's going to be a multiple parter to the third series of if dojins. And he he also released a second if dojin called, right, I, I haven't grown anything since elementary school part one temporary. Looks like it's some just another spinoff he's trying to get made. He admits that he can't explain what's going on in that dojin because it's tied to an anime proposal that he's got in the works. So it looks like he's just... It looks like as far as Kajishima's concerned, he's just trying to get another spinoff off of the ground. And this one might even be a spinoff to War on Geminar. Maybe. Don't really know. It's kind of what I'm guessing at this point. But I think... Kajishima is on the downhill slide, as it were. I think he had he had his 15 minutes of fame, well, really his years because of his three-contract deal with OVA3, GXP, and War on Geminar. But again, I'm not going to say definitive he's done. OVA4 is never going to get made. But like I said, I, he looks like he's on the downhill slide, and he may check out sooner or later. Well, so I wasn't here for the last cast for uh, No Need for the Future, so I wasn't actually here when Paradise War was announced. I think two had come out a few months prior to me coming back to the fandom, uh, and three came out sometime last year. So uh, I wasn't really around for the speculation on all that. It apparently didn't last very long, only three volumes. He may come back to it eventually. Uh, GXP was supposed to have ended, uh, on novel 10 and now it's getting two more novels 11 just came out a couple weeks ago and i believe 12 is scheduled for march of this year 
He's he's pushing those out, so he may come back to Paradise War eventually. For the time being, it is over, uh, and who knows what will become of that? Obviously, not much, really, so far, because it wasn't very popular from the looks of it. Like they could have been good books, but they just didn't really catch on uh, with like you know with mainline Tenchi fans. Similarly, we see him struggling to get anything made in the animation department. As he came out and said, in last year's Dogens, he had many projects that he was working on that he wanted to proceed with, but he needed to, you know, get the right people on his side. You know, give him some money, give him the time, give him the crew, and let it happen. And as he's confirmed for us with this most recent set of Dogens, that didn't happen. He'd claimed that if one the very first one when it came out was the storyboard for what he was pitching, and they told him no. He's continuing to draw his if dogens, and he's now since said that he isn't getting anywhere with those on the animation front. So I think it's safe to say that if an OVA four does happen, or you know any any continuation of the OVA does happen, it will probably have nothing to do with all of the babies like this is just him getting it all out of his system now because i think he's more aware now than ever before that he's simply never going to see those things on moving you know, on a tv screen it's just going to be dojin so people who want that you will get your answers you'll get to see that version of the timeline that could have been if only in these dojins i i just don't think that they're going to go anywhere i don't think that's going to be it with the green if, with uh, I haven't grown anything since grade school or elementary school, however you want to put it, uh, part one, temporary, tentative, whatever, he's obviously still got some ideas. He's pulling from the same type of well as his previous outings. He's got a lot of trees, very lush imagery. He's actually changed his art style a little bit for this new doujin to reflect, I guess, something else he's just trying here. Uh, and he's, you know, he's talking about how he can't tell anybody what's in that because he's also trying to push that as a new series. And I think if anything that he's got rolling right now, that's probably his best bet. Because if we look at Geminar, Geminar didn't even have the Tenchi name attached to it. It was related, but in Japan, it was it had nothing to do with Tenchi and the branding. Like people who were in the know, who were, were in the know, they realized like, oh, that's supposed to be this person. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like it threw it in your face at every juncture, like how GXP kind of was. Like this is a continuation of Tenchi Muyo. Geminar was its own thing. And it did better for it, I think. And it was overall a much better show than GXP in most people's eyes. Uh, be that bias or just the fact that it was better written and taken care of, who knows? You know, I think this new show, if it does become a show and not just a doujin, has that's got the best chance of happening because he's got some interesting ideas going into it, a little bit of mystery. Uh, but it's it's going to be tangibly related. There will be connections to the franchise as a whole. You know that's how it works. It will always be that way. It just won't be mainline. And I, you know, I think an OVA four could be possible. I don't think Masaki Kajishima will be the one who is writing it. I think somebody else will have to do it if they want something to happen. And they've got a hell of a job ahead of them because. OVA 3 did not leave things on an easy terms to pick back up from, uh, you know, if 
being what it is. It's just saying, okay, here we see all of them getting pregnant, having kids, and I mean all of them, even the the Cabot, mind you, and uh, you know, here's what happens with their lives from here on out. I'm sure there's there's some people who want that, and you will get that. You will get how you want to see that with the Iftogens. I just don't think that's going to be animated, and I think Kajishima is very well aware of that. You know, I, I don't think it's the end for him. He'll still continue to do his doujins. His fans will get what they want, and that's fantastic. You know, you, you shouldn't just not have your answers. You shouldn't just have it stop dead end. You'll get them. You know, you'll get your your answers in the doujins or the novels, however you want. That's cool. In terms of animation, he may get something like Geminar again, but OVA4, how it looks doubtful. Well, not to rehash a lot of what's been said, because I think those are all very astute points. Um, the question of, uh, is this the end of Tenchi OVA? Is this the end of Kajishima? I think what Nil touched upon is what, what uh, the main point I was going to drive home is. I think what is coming to an end is Kajishima being synonymous with Tenchi, the franchise, and vice versa. You know, as was said, is Kajishima done? Is he going to quit doing doujins? Uh, I certainly don't think so. I don't think he's done doing doujins, and I, uh, I hope he goes on to, to different things and, uh, and new characters and new avenues for him. Uh, he doesn't have to tie everything into Tenchi. He probably will at some minimal level, and that's his thing. That's fine. Uh, I think that's going to go on. Uh, Tenchi material, uh, we'll see, uh, because he probably took a bit of a blow knowing that uh, you know if is not going to be um, I don't think if will be animated. I don't think AIC is going to, to go with that. And if they did OVA4, which I personally think is rather doubtful, but if OVA was animated in some form, it would not be if. And I don't even know if Kajishima, how much he would be attached to it. But uh, has Kajishima hit his end, so to speak? In terms of Kajishima's uh, involvement in the animation world, and, you know, he could continue, he could do get work in, like, you know, hentai or something like that. If you went down that avenue, that's probably a more, a sandbox he's more familiar with, really, if you actually read his, his doujins and, and such. But in terms of uh, Kajishima, uh, you know, and quote-unquote the end, and uh, possibly venting a bit, and, uh, and fans pointing the finger at AIC for not picking up his stuff, but really, as much as we rag on him for, <laughs> for various things, Kajishima's Worst enemy, I think, is Masaki Kajishima. Uh, case in point, War on Geminar, for the flaws that it had, I enjoyed it. And I wanted to enjoy it. And I wanted it to do well. I wanted Kajishima to be able to go in a direction other than Tenchi. And the way Geminar went, after seeing it, I said, okay, that, that has potential. That could go on in some way. It wasn't a huge hit, but it could go on. And then we see he's doing the same thing he's doing with, you know, the Tenchi characters he's now doing with Geminar, is he's just, he's ruining any chance he would have for that, or Geminar would have with his own work. Um, if you look at it, the way it, it continues in his writings as of right now is uh, for the uh, purposes of the Sakishi breeding program, I'm not exaggerating, it's a breeding program, uh, Kenshi has to, uh, and not just his, uh, his material, as it were, as though he were some sort of horse out to stud, but he has to actually have sex with, oh, guess who? Chiaya's mother. 
and probably all of the girl's mothers. So here we have, oh, what a twist on the harem dynamic. Not only does Kenshi get his own harem, but he gets another harem is the the, the mothers of each girl in the harem. And you're t you're just like, I'm sorry, if that's your thing, uh, okay, but one, at what point does it become ridiculous? I'm curious to know. And two, in terms of something getting animated, that's that's just not going to catch producers attention that's not that doesn't scream yeah yeah I, I i'll put money behind that i bet most people will want to see that no they don't most people don't want that so so now i'm seeing before us right now i think as of this next no need for the future cast unfortunately i think he's killed geminar as well and that was entirely his his project and it was entirely his doing and i think he messed it up for himself if he wants to continue it in his own way with his dojin material that's fine of course I, I absolutely if he should be allowed to do what he wants but i just don't like it when he'll probably turn around again as he has with if and tenchi and i being animated he'll then turn around and say oh that aic they're not working with me to animate my stuff well it's because they're not bound to a contract with you anymore and they're a business and they're not going to throw money at something that's clearly just not going to do well so you can't have it both ways mr kajishima if you want to do it absolutely the way you want and you want you know your main character to just be stupidly overpowered and have sex with everyone and the end that's fine but don't expect it to get animated because after everything aic's gone through as previously mentioned they bought themselves back for pennies on the dollar a company for like 70 some dollars you american uh you know they're they're not going to do that anymore and um i think yeah we're, we're going into a new era with tenchi and it's going to go in a different direction than one that uh, mr kajishima would like to see it i think who pretty much has said the bulk of everything that and who nil and everyone else has pretty much said the, the bulk of everything and that is brett screwed brett that's right. Kajishima screwed Kajishima. So, where can, where can, what can we talk about? What can we say? Well, let's be blunt. Let's look at the end of OVA 3. You want to talk about where OVA 4 could go? Well, if it's going to be a direct sequel to OVA 3, then you've got Tenshi, who is arguably the most powerful being in the universe and is unquestionably undefeatable. Even in GXP, there's mention in uh, the later episodes that Tarrant actually tried to attack the Misaki household on Earth, off-screen, mind you. And was beaten back easily without with, with a note with zero effort. So, needless to say, if you have anyone who goes against the Masaki household at this point at this point in the OVA continuity, uh, they're pretty much going to have to be gods. That essentially, you would have to break down and have the chosen fight amongst themselves to have any kind of viable adventure or, or battle type conflict. Drama wise. Kajishima's Dojins have pretty much written that out too, because to be blunt, as as who just said. Tenchi has married them all, he has had children with them all, and moreover, his children are marrying uh, Sena's children from, all the, from, all the, from the harem over in GXP. So everybody's hunky-dory, everybody's happy, happy rainbows and kittens, um, except Noe K for some reason. For some reason, her child has something wrong with her. I don't remember what it was. Um, but... And other than that, I mean, you don't see in the if you read Kajishima's If Dojin so far, If One, If Two, and If Three A, if you read all three of them, the children are, for lack of a better word, ordinary. They go, they grow up, they go to school, they 
have bat onsen scenes with the with the protagonist from the other series, and they get married too. I mean, there's nothing interesting about it. There's not there's no adventure. There's no action. There's no space. There's no there's no space. There there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing that can be really animated. I can't blame AIC for if that was their pitch. If that was Kajishima's pitch, I don't blame AIC at all. There's no adventure. There's no interest. Um, is it possible that? Do you want to see a conclusion to the to how things go? Do you want to see where Kajishima would have taken things? Okay, fine. There, there's, there's the if dogens, but that's not gonna sell. Uh, there are slice of, slice of life shows, that's true, but one of the big advantages and one of the big draws to for many people to Tenshi Moyo and why I Tenshi has taken off is because there's adventure, there's action, there's conflict, there's something going on, not just kids going to school, not just kids going to school and having hunky-dory hunky dory lives. In fact, the most, again, the most extraordinary thing that's happened in F1, 2, th- and 3A was Ryoko's daughter floats... Ryooki's ch- children, yes, Ryooki has has a litter. Yes, I'm not not exaggerating in the least. All three of them pop and turn into humans. That's about it. That's about all the, the extent of them. And Noike's child has some emotional issue. That's it. That is entirely the content of the of the of the if dojins. If you want, go look them up real quick. That's that's it. That's it. Um, where can the OVA go? If that if if it's just going to be kids growing up in a normal high school with nothing going on except uh, normal high school stuff, I'll be blunt. That's not Tenshi. That's not Tenshi to me. Where's the where's the high space adventure? Where's the, where's the, where's the space combat scenes? Where's the be- grand battle with Ka- with a Kagato like villain or or Kane like villain? Uh, we're we the if Dojins aren't giving us that. That's not what's and that I'm likely to believe that's not going to sell. And I think unless there is a real twist with the OVA storyline in the not-too-distant future, I'm going to say right now, OVA is dead. That It's it's kill. It's dead. It's been... Someone took a knife to it. That's where it is. Is Kajishima done? I'm sure Kajishima... Again, Kajishima's going to keep writing his Kamiket dojins. He's going to keep going to Kamiket. He's going to keep pitching his stuff until he gets tired of it. I'm not going to say Kajishima's done. I think Kajishima's going to keep going until he until he gets bored with it. Uh, however, again, I'll be blunt. I'll reiterate essentially and expound upon what Who has said already, which is look at Kajishima's CV. Go to A and N and look up Masaki Kajishima, and look at all the things that are listed for him. Half of them are Tenshi, and most of those are listed. He's listed as original creator or character designer. He's not actually listed as director or writer for most of them. He's listed. He's listed in a subsidiary role. Moreover, if you look at all the stuff that's not Tenshi, most of it's porn. Most of his hentai anime, and that's the truth. Look up. Don't. I would not recommend this unless unless you're of this persuasion. But most of his dojins that aren't Tenshi, that aren't directly Tenshi, and even some that are directly Tenshi, are hentai dojins. They are pornography. Masaki Kajishima, to be blunt, is a pornographer, and as such, very likely. The only way that the OVA line or Gemini line or anything else that he wants to write is going to go is going to be pornographic. And I'm sorry, this is my opinion. I'll be completely upfront about it. But I don't want Tenchi to become a pornography series. I want Tenchi to be a space, space fantasy series like the first OVA was. Does it have ecchi elements in it? Yes. That is, I mean, that's that's been part of it since OVA 1 episode 4. Hell, even, even episode 3 had a, had a little bit of uh, sexual tension between Iake and Tenchi. I can live with that. 
not when the whole show turns into a pornography series. I, I'm thinking, as far as animations work, if he wants to go down the pornography route, he's not getting anything animated, because AIC is not going to fund it, and they're the ones who hold the rights. And I, I'm sorry. Uh, he'll continue making work, but I don't think it's going to be animated. As everyone has, in some way, shape, or form, so eloquently said, I will chime in and say that no, I do not think an OVA 4 will be made at this point or any point in the near future. And I don't think he's out of ideas. But I just got done saying there's not going to be an OVA 4. Some people, some listeners might look at that and say, well, but if he's not out of ideas, why won't there be an OVA 4? Well, let's look at some of the ideas that he's put out. There's nothing to them. As many have said, if we get into the if dojins, then... You know, the if dojins, as they were made, as Misaki Kajishima said in the afterwards of the Seikishi Bonds that accompanied them, the first if was made exclusively as a way to pitch to AIC. I can see why AIC didn't bite. You know, the point is made very clear that, you know, if this is supposed to be OVA 4, and we said this in previous, I said this in a previous cast, is that it? Like, is that's, is that all there is? In 10 years between OVA 3 and now, is that it? Is that all there is? You know, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. The, the, the comparison has been made a, a number of different times. I hate George Lucas for what he did to Star Wars, but I would take Starkiller any day of the week over anything that has been put in the If Dogens because at least Starkiller did something. And I mean, okay, well, who talked about War on Geminar? Let's look at War on Geminar. What happened? Tenchi sleeps with Kiai's mom. The end. And everybody watches. But why did... For the people who liked War on Geminar, for the people who loved War on Geminar, why did they like it? Because things happened. They didn't happen all the time, obviously. There was a big span in the middle where nothing happened. But things happened. And the characters who did it went from... No character, if they were just a side character, to pretty, pretty decent. But things happened. That's why, we, that's why we wanted to see them. And the things that happened were also things that were relative to anime at the time. A lot of people had come, have, you know, have come into War on Geminar and have liked it on some way, shape, or form. That's cool. But with, the, with, the, with a proposed sequel like that, with something that is essentially for all intents and purposes the end game. That's not going to be made into an anime. And it's just, that's not something that you can capitalize on. And, alright, so now we ask the question, what else is there? Well, GXP is not going to be made into an anime. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, that could change now that Kajishima's plans have, you know, not exactly gone according to what he would like to do. But he said no to GXP being animated because, damn that Nabashin, he ruined it. And Tenchi is now out because we have... The proof positive that, that he didn't, they did, he said himself, they did not bite on the if dogens, and he is now going to explain in GXP 11 afterward why. Paradise War got three novels that he was, you know, only a part of in concept. Now, some might be listening and say, but Dagon, you said that OVA 4 was going to be made and stood on that point in the last podcast. And while technically I did say that, I also reiterated on, in that previous cast, that OVA 4 really was just a placeholder for any mainline Tenchi cast show that came up, which came up in the form of I Tenchi Muyo. Now, while I may not have been technically correct, I also was not technically wrong. Ultimately, 
I want to be excited, like who said. I want to be excited for something that Kajishima comes out with. We look at the green if doujin. You look at that, and that's something. There might be something there. But ultimately, I can't get excited about it. Because I haven't really been given a reason to. It's shallow. It's shallow faceless characters doing shallow faceless things. And when you have too many characters, you have no characters. And I said this about I. A Tenchi Muyo show, which inevitably it will be marked in on because it's Tenchi Muyo if Dojin, I can't believe that my plants are this cute. Inevitably, what 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 is there? What is there? I said with I, a Tenchi Muyo show lives and dies by how good its characters are. What are, are we ever going to see that? I don't think so. And if the other three shows that he's done in the past 10 years are anything to go by, there's nothing to get excited about. They're all going to be the same formula. They're all going to be done the same way. And oftentimes, we're going to have to pay money to get doujins that won't actually explain everything and we'll just kind of leave things loose-ended. We still don't know why Mihoshi, quote-unquote, may or may not have died. We don't know that point either. So, ultimately, to capstone this whole thing off, as was said earlier with I, if AIC was afraid of doing a regular TV series for budget concerns and concerns it wouldn't sell with the main cast, there is no way in the world that an OVA budget budgeted show is going to happen. And since that's that seems to be the only way that he wants to do anime, because he wants to make sure that every little bed is made the right way, and can she make sure that he gets all of their rooms in that sequence? I just don't see it happening. It it's it is it is a it is a thing of the past. And while he will inevitably keep doing his dojins, I I'm going to have to agree with Pi. I think that OVA four is no more. And now, theory crafting time. With all these current developments, what do you think will be the future projects for the Tenshi Muyo franchise? What are some of the projects? Completely fantasy, of course, that you would like to see, and what would you not like to see? Um, well, I think as opposed to the last time we did this, we have a much clearer um, view of what's ahead than we have at any point really uh, up to date so far in the Tenshi franchise. And it's not super clear, obviously, we don't have exact announcements and time schedules for anything, but as I alluded to before... Um, Nagishi's back, and he's back in a big way. He is not going anywhere, and I would be very surprised if we don't see some form of announcement for something animated, Tenshi-wise, probably with him sometime this year. I'm guessing maybe around the summer, um, maybe the fall at the latest, but I would be very surprised, and I think it's going to be something more substantial than I was. I think it's going to be either a 13 or a 26 episode series and it's all going to depend on how well I did um, by all accounts it did well on social media it did well um, on viewership the the question remains to be seen how well it does financially but I if it follows to suit uh, it'll probably do all right and if that's the case then I think um, the point that it was that it set out to prove will have been proven and that point is that Tenshi can still sell a show in 2015 and I think uh, I think it made that point rather well. So, uh, my bet, my my personal uh, pipe dream theory here that I'm going to put out uh, this time is I'm betting we're going to see a more full-fledged series, more than likely with Hiroshi Nagishi at the helm, 
as for a movie, like we talked about it briefly before, I I would love to see an In Love three or something along the lines of what Nagishi has talked about animating some of the previous illustrated works. Like I think uh, Nil and Crazed, you might be able to back me up later, but I think he said something about wanting to see the Okuda manga animated in some form or another. That would be wonderful. I would love to see that. Maybe that's what we'll get. Maybe that that'll be his project. He did pretty much call it out in Twitter. Um, I, that, I'm not going to put money on that, but that would be cool. Uh, another really cool idea is perhaps uh, to sort of rescue the OVA from all the problems that we've we've just elucidated on. Um, go to the go to the Hasegawa novels. Um, those start off in the OVA continuity. They had input from all three of the main original creators: uh, Masaki Kajishima, Hiroki Hayashi, and Naoko Hasegawa. And there's already precedent for animating those. The Daughter of Darkness movie is an animated version of one of those novels. So that could be a thing that AIC might go for, especially if they're worried about exist about um, building off of existing things and not risking a lot on something totally new, um, which seems to be the case seeing as I was, as it turns out, based on a uh, 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 script for Tenshimui in Love 3. So... There's there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot that could happen. Um, I think really the the most clear answer I can give is that we're probably not going to see anything uh, OVA related or Kajishima related anime in the next year before the next No Need for the Future cast. So going out on a limb, I'm saying TV show, and that's uh, that's my bet. You know, it's kind of funny because. Well, first off, yes, uh, in regards to what Chuck was saying. Also on Twitter, Nagishi himself said one of the things he would like to see done, maybe, is to see if the Titoshi Okuda's manga could be animated, which I'm sure they'd have to make some changes to get a lot of that stuff to fit in the animated format. But, I mean, hey, that's a possibility. It's also kind of funny that Nagishi posed the question on Twitter that he wondered if Kajishima would get anything further out of the way things are going now. So even Nagishi doesn't really know what Kajishima's next game plan is. Um, I don't know. As far as what I'd like to see in the future, it kind of goes back to the question that was asked earlier. I'd love to see an In Love 3. Absolutely. Uh... OVA, you know, but as was said, I don't think we're really going to see an OVA 4. If we do, it's not going to be a continuation of Kajishima stuff, but I wouldn't mind a reboot of the OVA because we can't really go anywhere with where it's been left off at. And I would, you know, OVA reboot would be fine with me. Or again, as Chuck said, animate the Hasegawa novels. You did one already with Daughter of Darkness. It started in the OVA. You could keep going with those but for me again as far as getting anything new goes a new tv series whatever that's not tied to anything aic may be a little hesitant to do that just because well it's it's another totally new tension series can we do it so soon after i will people accept it that type of thing maybe you know maybe they'll do it maybe they won't but again i think that before anything brand new happens, anything that's its own thing, I think we need to let go of the old. Let it go, Indiana. We've been dragging all of these old 
continuities for so long now, mainly the OVA. We've been they've been dragging for twenty plus years. We need to end the old con- even even if it's just the definitive ending to one. Case in point, my idea for In Love Three. As long as we could give one of the old continuities a definitive end, that would be the definitive end that everybody would point to. And then, as I already said, we could keep going with this whole rebirth that Tenji's been given because of I. So, the, the true future of the Tenji Muyo franchise, where will it go from here? I mean, it's really hard to say. We're basically starting almost with a blank slate again. Simply theorizing that OVA 4 will not or may not happen under Kajishima's hand. How much they want to continue a currently existing timeline. Do they want to try and revisit OVA without him? They want to do a continuation of Universe in the movies by doing another movie that may provide a final capstone to the very end. Not just teasing who won, but actually showing who won. Finally putting the stamp on that and saying, alright, Universe is over. Do they even want to revisit Tenchi in Tokyo for all the chaos that would cause in the fandom? It's hard to say. You know, I showed us that they want. They remembered everything. They remembered the OVA. They remembered Universe. They remembered Tokyo. There was callbacks to everything everywhere. They remembered because the show is so huge. They they pulled from everywhere. Will they necessarily go to any of those timelines? Will they create a mishmash of timelines like they did with I, or will they start fresh again to get away from all the cruft that this series has had left on it from sitting in the dank basement of Kajishima's den for the past 20 years? I mean, I really don't know. You know it's fun to theorize what could happen, you know, like with a, with an In Love 3 and finally getting the ending that we've all wanted for that timeline, or an OVA where they finally patch everything together and say, okay, that's it. OVA has done a whole new spin-off series, kind of like how I was, which is something that's really interesting, too, was um, the, the general confusion in the fandom, at least in the American fandom. Japanese fans didn't seem to have this problem of where does I Tenchi Muyo fit on the timeline? The answer is that it doesn't. It's not universe-based. It's not OVA-based. It had callbacks to all of it. And... For some reason, this is a really strange concept for people to grasp. You know, like, a a, a new timeline? What are you talking about? We haven't had one of those, really, since Tokyo came out. It's what it is, though. It makes references to the OVA. It makes references to the universe and so on. That doesn't necessarily mean it's any one of those timelines. It's its own thing. It's it's basically meta-joking at, you know... (laughs) Remember in this timeline, this thing? Yeah. Remember in ti- this timeline, this thing? Yeah, it was pretty great. Like, that's, that's, all, that's all it is. It was a celebration of the franchise-type anime. And, you know, with Tokyo, they took creative liberties with the fact that most people who'd be watching were probably already familiar with why everybody was in the house to begin with. So they didn't really do as much delving into everybody's backstories as they did with, say, Universe or as necessary in the OVA to establish the characters in the first place. They didn't really do as much of that. They just assumed everybody who was watching kind of already knew who the fuck everybody was at this point. And for everybody who missed out, well, get watching. You know, you got better animes to be watching right now. And those are uh, OVA 1 and Universe. So get to it. I think 
realistically speaking, there's only two real ways to go from here, and that's either another spinoff entirely, you know, a universe or t- in Tokyo type deal, or a final movie for universe. I'm just saying, here you go. This is this is the end of Tenchi Evangelion. Like it's it's done. The rubber stamp is sealed, and that's it. There's a very big possibility that we could definitely see offshoots still from Kajushima get animated, but in terms of mainline cast, the people who most people who've watched Tenshi Muyo give a shit about, their future lies in somebody else's hands. And, uh, you know, I don't really know where it's going to go. As Nagishi had mentioned on Twitter, he was hoping, you know, maybe wishful thinking, just kind of, man, you know, it would be really nice if they animated. Satoshi Okuda's manga, and you know, you just see Chuck's heart just like exploding if that happened. Is that necessarily the direction that they'll go? Probably not. You know, I don't know if Okuda's interested in coming back to the series at all, you know, considering that he left a long time ago. He finished all new Tenchi Muyo quite some time ago. I think he might just be done. Who knows? They they could get him back. Would they animate his? mangas or would they have him write new material use his art designs and create a whole new animated series after his image you know that that could be kind of cool definitely i don't know there's, there's a there's plenty of different ways where the series can go from here i tenshi muyo showed us that you know, there's there's stuff they could pull from like the manga or hasagawa's remaining novels but uh yeah i'd I don't know. It's it's a wide open field, and who knows where Nagishi and company and the people, the I Tenshi Muyo, like company, as it were, they call themselves the collective who's directing the future of the show and the future of this series. Period. Who knows where their eyes are going to turn from here? Well. Um, I'll just start listing off here if we can say uh, what what do you think will happen uh, in Fantasyland? What would you like to see and uh, what would you not like to see? I'll start off with, uh, I think, kind of what I alluded to earlier was um, what Kajoshima currently has and where he's currently going uh, in his Dojin forms with uh, the main cast of Tenchi um, and now with uh, Geminar. I don't want to see that. I, I, I don't wish ill upon the sales of his doujins or his fans or anything like that but um as far as the uh really as much as there's this revival going on i think there's still um uh, fragility with the the state that tenchi's in right now it's going to take some careful maneuvering uh not just with uh from a production standpoint and uh and budgeting but um but with fans you know how much more can we take you know how much more heartache and being torn in all these different directions can we take uh so i I don't really want it to go that way i think that with i as has been said is very much it's it's yet another clean slate it's like when you know what they ended up doing with tokyo it's its own thing and if uh merchandise sells well enough the blu-ray sell and i think certainly the characters the new characters introduced there were endearing enough i think you could go in that direction with a tv series a full-blown uh fully budgeted television series i think that'd be great i think that's very plausible um i think also plausible as uh, probably especially since nagishi mentioned it is there would perhaps uh some reworking would need to be done, but perhaps another movie, uh, perhaps a Tenshi Muyo in Love 3. I think uh, the aforementioned TV series idea, idea for I is a little more likely, but um, 
I certainly would love to see uh, another Tenchi Muyo in Love movie, and uh, I think there's a chance of that. And I think it's important to remember for Tenchi fan, no matter what camp you find yourself in, is you know what I can do and what I has done, and uh, you know it, it, it just for it existing and the fact that it happened, it got off the ground, opens doors of of possibility now. And uh, it's exciting to be talking about this even. Um, Dreamland, um, I would like, uh, you know, um, I, I was having uh, some forum people talking with me about this not too long ago, you know, like uh, uh, continuation of universe with, uh, you know, good old art style and stuff. That'd be awesome. I don't think that's going to happen, but hey, if we're just talking, what would I love to see? Uh, also in that vein, hey, if we got AIC, getting back up on his feet. How about more El Hazard? I mean, I don't know how likely that is, but that'd be wicked awesome. As would uh, Okuda's manga being animated. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, Nagishi, he mentioned Kajishima specifically, wanting to meet with him, and uh, Okuda as well. So I think he was um, recognizing the timing and, and, and uh, you know, celebration of the franchise and all that. He was giving love to other creators of Tenchi. And I think he was doing more like what we're doing now, like, oh, well, if you could see something, what would you like to see? So I don't know how likely that is. I don't want to break Chuck's heart or anyone else's heart, because I'd love to see that, too. Um, as well as, you know, I just don't know if the fandom could take being, uh, I don't want to say dragged through the mud again, but really, you know, the idea of a full-out reboot using Hasegawa's novels as the guide, as the template. I think logistically it's a cool idea and i would love to see you know the eventuality of where does hasagawa take things i would love to see that but as of what i've seen right now um it's great and you know she was involved with the first ova and just the fact that so much time has gone by i don't think we could get you know for a, a reboot you know or something like that you we, we couldn't get hayashi back i think just the way things ended um, on a bad note for him. And plus he has a pattern of, I've done my work artistically, it's done, moves on to the next thing. Hasegawa, I don't know, we don't know what she's really doing right now. And of course, I don't think Kajishima would be on board for that. So if you did the reboot and started over from scratch, it could be done, but it would be with new people involved and uh, it'd be for an all new generation. But uh, but yeah, that, that's those are some of my thoughts on what could be, what I'd like to be, and what I hope to God will not be for the uh, future of Tenchi, but it's exciting all around. One thing you never ask a fanfiction author is, what would you like to see animated? I have a truckload of ideas that I'd love to see animated. However, realistically, what could actually be done? Um, what would I not like to see? I've already got at length about how, what I don't want to see. I don't want to see... Uh, essentially kids going to school and boring me to tears and having just day-to-day blah-da-dah household nonsense. Give me some high, high space action adventure. Make, 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 some, make, some, uh, make some difference in the universe. That's what I want to see. Um, Nagishi has said that he, he says, well, why wouldn't... I would like to see uh, Akuta's manga animated. And I think someone tweeted back at him and said, if they did that, we'd want you to direct I'm all for that. Sign me up. Okuda's manga animated Hiroshi and uh, Hiroshi Nagishi directing. 
I'm on it. I'm uh, make it make it happen. I'll, all my money right now. Um, I would definitely jump at that that opportunity. Who mentioned an an idea I've also had, which is uh, reboot the series, but use Hasegawa's novels as a template. Uh, that is actually probably just as feasible as doing the manga, and the reason is, is look at all the anime series that are getting that are getting reboots that are or that are getting animated that are based off a of manga series. Parasite the Maxim, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and Sailor Moon Crystal have all gotten new series in recent memory, and all of them are trying to stay as close to the manga as possible, trying to be true to the original vision. Um, there's a theme going on right now with that in animation. Again, not many people are again economic climate and all that people don't want to go with uh, untested material they want to try and stay true to some stay true to something that's that's worked and they know will sell well they know Akuta's manga has sold and they know that Hazagawa's 13 novels have sold and one of ha uh, Hazagawa's novels number 10 in particular uh, Midsummer's Eve was transformed into the second film which was Daughter of Darkness so there is precedent for this um, it's also very feasible because, as I understand from Nil and Crazed, who are part of our translation crew, um, the first novel, Hazagawa's, is a bridge between uh, the OVA, where OVA at 1, episode 6, after the battle with Kagato, ends, and stuff happens, not going to spoil it, go read it yourself, um, but in short, at the end of the Hazaga first Hazagawa novel, something happens, and the Universal Reset button, hmm, that sounds familiar, the Universal Reset button gets pushed, and novel two of Hazagawa's novels actually starts from the beginning and resets everything. So it's entirely possible that you could animate Hazagawa's novel two and three, and you recover all of OVA 1 from a different point of view. Moreover, Keone McKeeby shows up, more familiar faces that we haven't seen in a long time start showing up, and we'd have a fresh start. Um, again, since it's been, again, Tenshi Muyo uh, OVA 1 came out in 1992, uh, Universe came out in 1995, and Tokyo came out in 1997, it's been over 20 years since most of these series have uh, had started. It's been a long time since we saw Tenchi, Tenchi Begins. Um, so why not do a reboot at this stage? A 20th anniversary reboot? Not unusual. Not a, it's not, not, not unheard of. Um, moreover, I think, particularly since some a lot of fans have been burned, why not? Why not go ahead and restart everything from scratch, from fresh? We've got this blank slate. Let's do this. Again, a lot, Hazagawa has mentioned in her afterward for the first novel that she was using a lot of stuff that was cut from the original storyboards from the from the first OVA. So this would be essentially the unabridged version of OVA one. Except again, OVAs don't sell anymore. That's something that's been mentioned. Um, essentially, one reason uh, Kajishima may not have gotten an OVA series in recent memories because they are expensive to produce. And they just don't sell as well as TV series. They're not as publicized as TV series. Now, they could possibly go with an ONA, which is an original net animation, which is what Sailor Moon Crystal is. It's entirely possible, they could go, or more likely, that they could go with a TV series. I, how I would picture this would go is start animating at, ha at the beginning of Hazagawa novel number two, where essentially where everything starts, and go from there up to, say, where Kagato's defeated. Maybe even go into the Seiren uh, pirate story arc, even. But the first novel, make that an OVA episode. Make that an include with the Blu-ray set or something. Essentially show, use it as like an episode or two, uh, episode or two OVA or ONA that goes from 
the OVA six from from the original Tenji OVA one, and jumps into this new timeline where Hazagawa's novels start. That would be a good bridge episode. That's something that could sell that could sell a box set maybe, um, especially for people who are unfamiliar with Hazagawa's work, or if they're really big fans of Hazagawa's work and want to want to see that particular novel done. Because I I like Texas Grammar, I love damn it, uh, um, but complete fantasy. I would love to see that done. Uh, Tenshi Moyo and Love Three. I've already said, sign me up. I, I want it. I'm, I want it now. <laughs> why is it? Why is it not in my Steam inventory? Uh, in the outer reaches of my of my my fantastic view, and another reason why I want to go down Hazagawa's novels. I want to see people do something with Ayaka. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Ryoko to death. I know, and I've shipped Tenshi and Ryoko myself, and I know that uh, a lot of the different continuities, uh, <clears throat> Universe Tokyo movies. I'll put Tenshi and Ryoko together. I'd love to see that ending. I'd love to. But at the end of the day, you still have to do something with Ayaka. I'd like to see Ayaka's story told as well and give her a happy end in some way, shape, or form. Or at least deal with what would the fallout be after Tenshi's choice with her. And Tenshi Moyo Lift 3 could do that. I'm betting Hazagawa's novels do that too. And I'd be happy either way. Well, I like so many, have already said my piece on the OVA continuity stuff, and I think really at this point, uh, it'll be stuff like I. I think, you know, all, all main cast things, but less about continuing in a certain storyline and just having fun with the characters. Uh, you know, that I, I, you know, and like I've said, and like so many have said, now that the bait has been thrown out in the water, I think In Love 3 may be a thing, because there's been such an emphasis on it, and, you know, Hiroshi Nagishi is going to pitch anything, he's probably going to want to pitch that, because that was actually an idea that they had talked about before. And then, like Crazed and Nil had talked about, uh, there was the tweet that Nagishi made about, you know, personally wanting to see the Okuda manga made into an anime. And, in my opinion, in my humble opinion... <laughs> I personally think that would be the perfect next show to do because it's classic Tenshi. Everybody loves the Okuda manga. If they follow the designs of the show, it looks more like modern anime than the original. It's an adaptation of work that's already been done. Perfect way to get old fans back in because people would say, oh, look, it's an adaptation of the manga. It's a good way to get new fans in because it's more, not quite completely contemporary look, but the way the design is, is much more conducive to newer looking anime. And you have a manga to resell on top of it. And you could do that on both sides of the pond. That would give Viz a reason to uh, uh, re-license and, you know, get back in print the original No Need for Tenchi and All New, all, all new Tenchi Muyo. And it would give the Japanese a reason to do it. It, it, it is the perfect marketing tool. It, it, there's literally a no way to lose in that situation because both old and new fans could get into it. As far as, you know, complete pure fantasy, you know, you want to talk about the last Naruto? How about the last Tenshi Muyo? Or, you know, as me and Chuck have thrown around a number of different times, Farewell Tenshi Muyo. As a cool title. Basically, like Craze said, and like, you know, we've talked about a number of different times, an end. The end to the old saga. The end to Tenshi Muyo for the old fans. Because, uh, you know, the show itself is 22 years old, 23 years old this year. Its original fans are only getting older. You know, the original people who, are, who saw it on Toonami, who saw it in the mid-90s, who saw it in Japan when it first came out, they are not getting any younger. 
and they might as well capitalize on it while they still have uh, most of the original voice actors on both sides of the field. So that way, you know, and I've said it before, I love Tenchi Muyo as a, as a series. As much as, you know, as much vitriol as I throw at Masaki Kajishima, I love Tenchi Muyo. That's why I do it. I am perfectly okay with having Tenchi do crazy wacky adventures with brand new characters. As long as it's written well. If it's like I, I'd be I'd be on board for that. But I would I want to see something. I want to see something shown to the fans who've been around for a decade and a half now, a decade saying we're going to go forward, but this is for you. And as I've so eloquently put it, in the past, a one-night stand, just as, just as like a nice tip of the hat, and a nice capstone to the original Tenchi Saga, saying, we didn't forget you, here is the ending you were looking for. And then they can do whatever they want. So that's, that's my pure fantasy. Farewell, Tenchi Muyo. And uh, that is about it. Is there anything anybody would like to add? Here's to 2015 and what that might bring for Tenchi. Alright, well, I want to thank everybody, including Chuck, who had to dart off, for being in on No Need for the Future Part 3. If you are a listener and you like what you've been listening to, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on iTunes. And we're pretty much on every single little bit of social media that you can think of. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, anything, we're probably there. And if you want to continue to talk Tenchi, all things Tenchi, and the future of Tenchi Muyo, go to TenchiForum.com, where, much like the carnival, the discussion never ends. Until next time, stay gold.